Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 6th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables. I almost said the miracles. We spent five months on the miracles of Jesus, and so it was so good. This Listen, from January 2nd to the end of May, we studied all of the miracles of Jesus, and we culminated with the mother of all miracles, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. If you haven't, if you missed that series, listen, it's on todaysword.org. It's on youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. All of that content, all of the notes on todaysword.org for free. All of the content is in the podcast. So subscribe to the podcast, the Rick Pena podcast. Any Anywhere where you find podcasts, just type Rick Pena. You'll see it. Subscribe to that. It's free or youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. All of that is free. Anyway, so that series on the miracles was amazing. Now we close that out. We started a new series on the parables. I'm going to go through all the parables, and 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 if you know me, it's going to take a long time. But it's okay. We're not in a hurry. We're not in a rush. And with instead of waiting for like like I did with the miracles, the mother of all miracles, I waited to the end. I'm starting with the mother of all parables, which is the parable of the sower. So this is the parable of the sower, part six, pearls from the parables, we're calling it. And the, and the title of today's message is sowing seeds of faith. The the farmer or the sower is sowing seeds of faith cultivating a fruitful life through the word of God. Say this, say this out loud. My life is fruitful because of the word of God. My life is fruitful because of the word of God. Get ready to receive what God is about to say to you. All right, so let's get into the word of God for this morning. My life is fruitful because of the word of God. You know why my life produces is not about me. It's because God gave me his kingdom concepts and ways. He wrote a book about his character, his attributes, and his nature. And I read the book. <laughs> I read the book and I based my life on the book. I mean, it's not that difficult, right? God wrote this book that describes the way that he does things, his approach to things, his perspective, how we're supposed to treat people, how we're supposed to live, how we're suppo- what we're supposed to believe, all of that is in his book. And I just, I read the book. And, and not only do I read, I read the book, I, I get called, I am called to teach the book. And so you guys come in the morning. It's like in the book of Nehemiah, when Ezra, the Bible says that Ezra the scribe stood in a pulpit made of wood and he stood above the people. He opened the, the scroll. He opened the book, asked for it to read. And the people said, Ezra, bring the book. And so every morning when you tune into today's word, my job is to bring the book. You, you're not tuning in for me. You're tuning in for the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I think I'm awesome, you you didn't tune in to, to listen to Rick Pina. You can't, you tune in to listen to the Holy Spirit through Rick Pina. And you don't want my opinion. You want the word of God. Put in the chat, Rick, bring the book. I need to bring the book daily. So let me do that. Let me give you some scripture. Psalms 126 and verse four, this is a scripture we've been looking at all year. And the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I believe that in this season of refreshing and restoring for us, any area of your life that went dry, God is going to fresh it and restore it again. No dry, say no, no dry areas for me. You got it? All right. So here we go. 
with the mother of all parables. I introduced you to this last week, and here we are again this morning. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. This is Jesus's explanation of the parable to his staff, to his team. He taught this parable. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear. They walk away. He explains that not everybody's going to understand what I say. He says, like, this is what the prophet Isaiah said, having eyes, they can't see, having ears, they can't hear, having a heart, they can't understand. <laughs> so you need to see, hear, and understand the word of God. And so the disciples were like, okay, well, can we talk to you for a minute? They was like, yeah, what's up? Well, we don't, we don't understand it. Like, can you explain? We don't see, hear, and understand. Can you explain this parable to us? And Jesus was like, man, you guys don't understand it? Okay, fine. Let me explain it. The farmer is like someone who takes God, God's teaching, and God's teaching is a seed. And he sows it down the side of people. Now, sometimes this, the seed falls along the path, and these are the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because of that, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. We already dealt with that one that type of soil. Now, the other people are like the rocky ground. This is the, the ground I'm dealing with today. They hear the teaching. Oh, they quickly and gladly accept it. They say, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They keep it only for a short time. So as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. I'm going to explain that today. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. Oh, you know these people. They hear the word of God. They go to church on Sunday, but their lives are full of other things. Now, what do they have? They have the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. And so, yeah, the word is trying to grow, but they have all these other things growing, and they have competing priorities. And as a result, those other things choke out the word. And so they are giving more priority to other things, selfish desires, the cares of this world, and the love of money than the word of God. So it doesn't produce. Now, other people are like good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Okay, yeah, I'm good ground. So what, what happens with the good ground? Well, the good ground receives the word. And then, then what happens? That's it. That's all they have to do is receive it. They don't have any blessing blockers. They're not holding anything back. They don't have competing priorities. They let the word of God do what it does. And then it goes deep down into their heart and it produces a harvest. Sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. Now, the rocky ground is the people that we're talking about today. Jesus identified three issues with these types of people. Three issues. Let me identify them and then we'll get into the points. The first one is he said, these people... Number one, do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives, okay? Number two, they keep it only for a short time. So obviously, we're supposed to let the word of God go deep, and we're supposed to keep it for a long time, all right? And then number three, as soon as trouble comes, the persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up, okay? So that tells us that trouble's going to come, persecution is going to come when God gives us a promise, but God expects us not to give up. This is not rocket science, right? But let's talk about it. So what does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you in this morning. Now, as I get into these points, this is where I need you to rid your heart of all distractions. Lock in. I have a few things. Here's number one. If you expect the seed of God's word to work, all right, so the word of God is a seed. If you expect that seed to work and you believe that it's going to produce a harvest, you will prepare for the harvest and not give up on it. So let me say it another way. If God gave you a word and you're meditating on that word, if you expect that word to come to pass, you will prepare for it. Your level of expectation will be seen in your level of preparation. Your level of expectation, put that in the chat. My level of expectation is manifested in my level of preparation. So if you really believe that God said this or that, let's say, for example, I'll use a practical example. I know one of my buddies that's watching right now is about to retire from the military. 
Uh, now, we haven't talked about this, and I don't think that this is his situation, but let me just uh, just use this as a hypothetical. Let's say that my buddy who's about to retire from the military, that the Lord put in his heart to start a business, and that when he retires, that he's going to run his own business, and that when he retires, not only is he going to run his own business, but it's going to grow, and God is going to use it as a as a source through which he will fund kingdom projects all over the world and as a source through which he will provide employment to other people, right? If that's true, and if you believe that that's a word that God gave you, then as you're getting ready for retirement, what should you be doing? Well, you should probably file articles of incorporation. You should you know, have your, your, your formation established. You should have a business plan. You said, why? Because if you're not... Ex- if you're not doing any of these things, then you really don't expect what God said. You can't really have a level of expectation without a level of preparation. Jesus taught that the rocky ground people, they hear the word of God, but they keep it only for a short time. So they give up on the harvest before it comes. They don't really believe that the harvest is coming because if they believed that the harvest was coming, they wouldn't give up on the seed. So faith embraces the assurance. Faith is about being sure and certain. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Faith is about being sure. Faith is about being certain that what God said is going to come to pass, even though you don't have any sense realm evidence to support it. Put this in the chat. Say, say, I, I am sure and certain. You got to be sure and you got to be certain that what God said is going to come to pass. Now, if you are sure and you are certain and you believe God, you will not give up on it, right? You're going to let the word of God go deep into your life and you're not going to give up on the harvest before it it comes time for the harvest to come. You know that there's a season where your harvest will come due. That there is a due season for your harvest. One day you're going to wake up and God is going to say, your season of harvest has come due. It is your due season. Now, don't give up, Galatians 6 and 9, before your season comes due. If you believe that what God said is true, then you will live with that expectation. You will have a preparation and you will trust in the faithfulness of God and the promises that God made you and you will not be moved. And you know that what God said has to come to pass. So you're living every morning with an expectation of manifestation and that expectation manifests itself in your preparation. Say amen to that. You got it? Man, that was a lot in there, but I'm saying that was good. That was good. Like that's how we're supposed to live. Number two, while you're waiting on the word of God to do what it does and for God to do what he said, you must maintain your focus. So one of the things that these people do, the reason why they give up is because I believe that they were distracted. You have to guard against distractions. Put that in the chat. Say, I guard against distractions, right? So what the devil does is he wants you to get distracted so that he can divert your attention from the word of God and what God promised you. See, if the devil, I I like to say, if the devil can get your attention for five seconds, he can have your mind for five minutes. And so the devil doesn't have to stop you. All the devil has to do is distract you. If the devil can distract you long enough, he can actually get you off course. The Bible says all we like sheep go astray. How do sheep go astray? Little by little, right? If the sheep are following the group and they're looking up at the shepherd, how do sheep go astray? Sheep have a terrible sense of direction. Sheep don't know where they're going, but it doesn't matter just as long as they know who they're following. But sheep just don't run off like that. It's little by little they get off course. As believers, the the enemy comes and he tries to distract you and it's little by little 
that people go off course. It's little by little. Like they used to have this passion. They used to be super excited. That's why I'm saying this is a season of refreshing and restoring. Lord, do it again. Why? Because they used to have the fervor. They used to have the passion. They used to have the zeal. They used to get into the word of God. They used to go to church regularly. They used to be in the choir. They used to do all these things. But now it's like little by little, they're going off course. One of the ways that you can stay on course is by meditating and medicating on what God said to you day and night. One of the ways to stay on course is by reminding yourself of what God said. And like these people, Jesus said, they're quick to give up when trouble comes and persecution comes. So what do you want to do? Well, when trouble comes and persecution comes, I'm going to meditate and medicate on what God said so that I can stay the course. Put in the chat, I will stay the course. Let me read something to you from James chapter five, verses 10 and 11 from the Message Bible. James chapter five, verses 10 and 11 from the Message Bible. I love this passage. This is what James said, talking about staying the course. Take the prophets of old as your mentors. You want a mentor? You can have mentors in life today, but you can also have mentors in the word of God. So James says, listen, go to the Old Testament, look at the prophets of old and let them mentor you. Okay. How are they going to mentor me? This is what James said. They put up with anything and went through everything and never once quit. Oh, all the time honoring God. He said, let their lives mentor you. These are people that put up with anything, went through everything, never once quit all the time honoring God. They were honoring God despite challenges and circumstances and situations. They remained focused on what God said to them. They went through obstacles and challenges and opposition. And every time the devil raised up his ugly head, they just kept going. They pushed through it. Why? Because they never once quit. And then James says this, what a gift life is to those who stay the course. Man, what a gift life is to those who stay the the course. One of my spiritual sons, he lives in California, so he's not watching right now, but he's going to watch this later. I told you this testimony of he, he went through all of this stuff. It took about a year for him to get the house, but he just got the keys a few days ago and they just moved in. But what a gift life is to those who stay the course. He had many opportunities to give up. He had many opportunities to throw in the towel. He, the devil gave him many opportunities to walk away. But, but listen, say this, I will not give up. I will not cave in. I will not quit. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. And then James says, you've heard, of course, of Job's staying power. Say this, I have staying power. Put in the chat, I have staying power. And you know how God brought it together for him at the end. Why? Because he stayed the course. Say this, say, I will stay the course. How do I stay the course? By meditating and medicating on God's word day and night. Say amen to that. All right, number three, deep roots ensure stability. You want to live a strong and stable, secure life? You got to be rooted and grounded in the word of God. Jesus explained that one of the problems with the rocky ground people is they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. Okay, well, Brother Pena, what does it look like? What does it look like for me to allow the word of God to go deep into my life? What, what, what do you mean by that? What, what does that mean? Okay, well, when you allow the word of God to go deep into your life, it actually becomes the foundation for your character and your conduct. When you allow the word of God to go deep into your life, what you're saying is, I'm placing your word, Father, above my words. I'm placing your will above my will. And so, for example, if somebody treats me wrong, and so my flesh wants to re I'm from Brooklyn, y'all. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I mean, my flesh wants to go off. But no, I'm placing God's word above my, my desires, and the word of God is deep. 
and in my life. And it's the foundation for my character and conduct. So now I'm going to place God's desires above my, my, my carnal desires. I'm dying to self so that I can yield to God. And now God's ways become my ways and God's thoughts become my thoughts. And I can actually get to what Jesus said in John 15. In John 15, he said, if you, if you do this long enough, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then one day you're going to wake up and I'm going to be able to say to you, son, I'm going to be able to say to you, daughter, ask for whatever you want. Because at that point, what you want is what I want, because your will and my will are in alignment. So when you get to that point where the word of God is the foundation for your character and your conduct, when you get to the point where the, the word of God is the foundation for how you think, like, like, like me, I, I think based on the word of God, because I've been doing this long enough. Once it's the foundation for your character and your conduct, then you can stand. Your house is built on the rock. And when your house is built on the rock, then the rains can come, the floods can flow, it can beat upon the house, but it's not going to fall. Now the people, now you're in the same situation as somebody else and their house falls and great shall be the fall of it. Their house fell. Why? Because it was not rooted and grounded on the rock. They built their house on sand. You built your house on rock. On Christ, the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand. And so now I'm standing on the word of God. The word of God is my foundation. The word of God is the conduct. It, it establishes my character and my conduct. So no matter what comes my way, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to be moved. I don't have a surface level relationship with God. God is my life. Put that in the chat. Say, God is my life. Amen to that. Number four, you should cultivate your spiritual garden, the spiritual garden in your, in your heart. So in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23, the Bible calls, Peter calls the word of God incorruptible seed. He says, this is not just seed, but it's incorruptible seed whereby men are born again. So the Bible likes this, the word of God to incorruptible seed. The Bible likens our heart to soil. Say that. Say my heart is soil. <laughs> so the incorruptible seed of God's word is sown down into the soil of my heart. And what is this supposed to do? It's supposed to produce a harvest. It's supposed to produce a harvest. So there's a there's a spiritual garden that is growing in my heart, and I need to cultivate it. How do I cultivate it? By meditating and medicating on God's word, because God God wants His word to work. In Isaiah 55, God said, "Listen, my word is never going to return to me void. It's going to prosper in every heart in which it is sown. Everywhere I place it, that word, as soon as I place it there, it's gonna, it has the power to work. But you just have to get out of the way and let the word." do what it does. And so you, how do you do that? By meditating and medicating on God's word and by ridding your heart of all the blessing blockers. What are blessing blockers? Weeds, the weeds that will choke out the word. What are those things? The cares of this world, the love of money, selfish desires, selfish pursuits, like uh, greed, jealousy. All of these things are fighting the word of God. If you rid your heart of these things, the word of God will produce. It will produce two things I keep telling you. Change in you and fruit from you. It's supposed to produce change in you and fruit from you. And so as, as change is, is developing me, right? Change in me means that my character is being formed by the word of God. Fruit from me means that my life is now fruitful. Put in the chat, say, my life is fruitful. My life is producing fruit and the fruit remains. Why? Because I'm meditating and medicating on God's word. I'm doing whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to do. And every day I'm adding value to this world. Every day, my, my life is producing fruit and people are, people are grabbing fruit from my life and they're being blessed. Every day when I talk to people, 
People are being blessed as they talk to Rick Pina. Why? Because my life is producing fruit. It's producing change in me and fruit from me. Say that. Say it out loud. I am fruitful. I am fruitful. And then I'm protecting this garden in my heart. And how do I do it? Here's a few ways. You water the seed with prayer and praise. I'm praying. I'm giving God praise. I'm watering the seed that's down in my heart. You feed the seed with your faith. I'm meditating. I'm medicating on God's word. Faith is something I say. Faith is something I do. Faith is the seed that I sow based on what God said to me. So I'm living by faith. I'm giving God praise. I'm giving God prayer. And then you protect the seed by removing fear and doubt and unbelief. Let me repeat that. You water the seed with prayer and praise. You feed the seed with your faith and you protect the seed by removing fear and doubt and unbelief. Say amen to that. That's how you cultivate the garden of the the word of God that's down in your heart. Number five, stay receptive. Always be open to what God is saying. Uh, One of the themes that you hear from me over and over and over again is being open. Say, Lord, I'm open. It's being open. Why? Because we have to be sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Jesus explained that the rocky ground people are people that keep the word of God only for a short time. As soon as trouble comes, a persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Why do they give up, Brother Pina? Well, one of the reasons why they give up is because they cannot see what God is doing in the moment. And if they can't see, if they can't, like, for example, I was talking to somebody who gave up on their business. They said, God told me to start this business, but now, you know, I gave, I shut it down. I said, why'd you give up? Why'd you, well, you know, this was happening that, oh, so they couldn't see God moving. And one of the reasons why people give up is because if you don't sense that God is moving and you don't sense that God is in it and you don't sense, it's like, it's so easy to give up. But if you maintain your heart open to the word of God, you, you maintain your heart open to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you that God is moving even when it doesn't look like God is moving. And so as long as you know that God is moving and, and that you sense the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, then you will not be moved. Trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word, but you're not moved. Why? Because you believe you're motivated to remain in faith without wavering, without a doubt, despite challenges. Why? Knowing that your blessing is waiting for you on the other side of the storm because you know that God is moving even when it doesn't look like he's moving. So if you remain open and receptive and teachable, you will you will be amazed at how long you can endure. If you remain open and receptive and teachable, you will be amazed at how long you can persevere. You can overcome. Why? Because you're, you're sensitive to what God is doing even when it doesn't look like he's moving. Say amen to that. All right, number six, I believe this is my last. Oh no, I have six and seven. All right, let me get through these real quick so I can let you go. Let God's word be the compass for your daily living. All right, so so the answers, say there there are answers. There are answers in the word of God, but you gotta seek the guidance of the word of God. Like there are answers. When people come to me, one of the things that I don't do is when people come to me for advice, those of you that know me, when people come to me for advice, I don't give them my opinion. I'm not going to give you my opinion. As a matter of fact, I remember having a conversation with somebody in a business dinner and they said, you know, we, the, the person just brought up the word of God. And so there were, one, there were four of us at dinner. And then after we ate, this person just brought up the word of God and started asking me questions. And so the other two, like they were in for it because we wound up having a conversation for, for like an hour and a half about the word of God. And the other two were just sitting there waiting because this person basically outranked all of us, right? So he was asking us, asking me about the word of God. So he kept asking me and I kept saying what the Bible says, 
this. He was like, no, well, Rick, stop. Stop giving me what the Bible says. I want to know your opinion. I was like, dude, I don't have an opinion. Don't worry about me. Like, I mean, like, I, I, it doesn't matter what I think. I don't, my opinion doesn't matter. Well, what about, what do you do in this situation? Well, the Bible says, what do you do in this situation? Well, the Bible says, what do you do in this? No, 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 no. I don't worry about me. No, it, the, the word of God contains the wisdom, but you have to know what it says. The, the people, the rocky ground people, they give up. Why? Because they didn't meditate on the word of God long enough. Find the wisdom of the word and stick to that. Say amen to that. All right, number seven, so I can let you go. I know everybody's busy. Last point for today. Live with an expectation of harvest. Say that. Say, I live with an expectation of harvest. If you believe God, if you believe his word, if you believe what he said, if you believe that his word has to produce, if you believe that his word would never return to him void, then you have to live your life with an expectation of manifestation. You, you, you will live every day with an expectation that God is going to do what he said he would do in your life. This is an expectation that will build you up, that will enable you, empower you to persevere in faith knowing that there's a harvest waiting for me on the other side of the challenge. This is why we close every every message by saying greater is coming for me. Why? Because I'm living with an expectation of manifestation. The rocky ground people, they were quick to give up. Say this, say it out loud, put it in the chat. I will never give up. The only way you can lose is if you quit. But I declare there's no quit. In you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Praise God. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare that I am preparing for the harvest. I will not give up on your word. I expect you to do what you said you would do in my life. I guard my heart against all distractions. I meditate on your word day and night. I will not be swayed. I will stay on course. I allow the word of God to go deep into my life. It is the foundation for my character and conduct. It provides stability and strength, and I withstand every storm. I cultivate my spiritual garden by removing all blessing blockers. And by meditating on your word, I water it with prayer and praise. I feed it with my faith and I protect it by removing fear and doubt and unbelief. I remain receptive and I remain open, even in the face of trouble, even in the face of opposition. I will not give up. I know you're always working. So I live with an expectation of manifestation of the harvest. And I know greater is coming for me. Woo, that was a lot. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I love the word of God, y'all. This is so good. We learn so many things from the word of God. Don't be like the rocky ground people, right? These people, they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives, right? As soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word's sake, what do they do? They quick to give up. That's not you. There's no quit in you. The only way you can lose is if you quit and, and you will never quit. You keep listening to me, you're going to feel like you could leap a tall building with a single bound. There's no quit in you. Do me a favor, two things. First of all, if you're not getting my notes, 
why not sign up? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. But the two things are this. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share it. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Go into this day knowing that greater is coming for you. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.